you fired the first shot! Oh, I Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And we are back week two. Thank you for joining us on the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. This is your host, Brant Tobler. As always, I'm joined with two of the most well-respected and the honestly best-looking bookmakers in the country, <laughs> my friends Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Jay, how you feeling today, buddy? Well, since, uh, well, you didn't use the word cute, but uh, it was a nice compliment anyway, Brant. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. It's Friday. John, how about that game last night? I'm used to awful Thursday night football. I had Washington Moneyline, one of the easiest bets I've ever had in my life. Sure. Feels like uh, we might get good games this year on Thursdays. It reminds me of last Thursday. I had Tampa Bay Buccaneers as my survivor pick, and I just remember after the game thinking to myself, boy, that was so easy. Never had to worry about that. Just like your Washington <laughs> pick last night. Never in doubt. Uh, just a completely boneheaded turnover by the, by the Washington quarterback, and then the Giants go off sides to give them a second chance to kick a field goal. Not the most well-played football game ever, but very entertaining. It really it was an entertaining game. I'll give it that much. I tell you what, this gambling stuff's pretty easy. You just put it in and go oh, to yeah. the window. I love it. All right, we got. We, let's. I got five games for you guys this week. I want. I want to get your thoughts on these games. I think we got some actually some really good games. Let's start with what I think will be the most exciting game of the week: the Cowboys versus the Chargers which screams over to me. Jay, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, a lot of people like Dallas, that's for sure, even though we've actually seen some sharp money come in on, on the, the Chargers. But uh, the public, this is a classic public for sharps play. We opened the Chargers three. It's now three and a half. Again, I think uh, some of that sharp play was because uh, Demarcus Lawrence is out, and I know that's going to cause uh, some issues for the Cowboys. But there's three or four really good games that are on Sunday during the day, and this is certainly one of them. But I would expect to, to see a little bit more money on Dallas come in late and possibly drive this thing down to three. I like it. I'm, I'm leaning towards Dallas, but that's probably a bad sign. John, I was looking online. It looks like almost 75% of the money and the tickets are on Dallas. I assume that's probably every week with Dallas, right? Are, are they one of the most heavily bet public teams or they are or is... Dallas gets the money a lot but the, the public like the public and the wise guys like to go against the Chargers when they're a home favorite like we've been seeing that going back to the days when Philip Rivers was a quarterback and they were playing in San Diego and it's carried over to now where anytime the Chargers are at home they're laying points 
everybody likes to jump in against them. So you're seeing some respected players took Dallas at three and a half after sharper guys had laid the Chargers minus two and a half. So there's money on both sides of this game, but most of it's going to come in on Dallas. We'll probably end up needing the Chargers when the game starts and semi-unusual situation to be in. The book needing a, a favorite in such a high-profile game. But that's look. that looks like how it's shaping up that we'll be rooting for the Chargers at Superbook. Just, JS, just like, a, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning each week. That's why I love this podcast, talking to you about it. But, I mean, how much money would have to come in for, like, let's say this Dallas game to go from three and a half to two and a half. Is that even possible? Because that's obviously for you guys, that is where you don't want to be, right? Oh, I guess you guys got my message there. Um, it's It really depends. It's the type of money that we really look at. I mean, we have sharp guys and very well-respected guys that will, you know, bet, uh, you know, five or $10,000. And because we respect them so much, we'll move the line based on, you know, who that person is and, and the history that we have with that particular player. And then we also have guests that come up and bet, you know, 50000 or or 100000 and we won't move it at all. So it really depends on where that money's coming from. Do, do they ever get mad that you just don't move the line? Because if I was like, if I bet a lot, I think just for my ego, I'd be like, watch this to my friends. And then I'd go bet 50000 and you guys would be like, okay, that was cute. Go sit back down. Yeah, I, I usually try to handle that with white gloves. And it's like, because sometimes they will ask us, why didn't you move that? I, I just bet fifty k, And they're like, uh, oh, we had a lot of money on the other side. So you just helped us balance it out, you know, and yeah, uh, I, stroke their ego a little bit. I bet there's a lot of ego stroking, a lot, lot of male ego in that sports book on a Sunday, but that's why I love it. Uh, let's move on to the next game, and since we have a, a Raiders insider on the show with us, since John was at opening night and uh, mm. got to see this awful Raiders team live, I'm really curious your thoughts on this Raiders-Steelers game. I'm, I, I just don't believe in this Raiders team. What do you think, John? Uh, one thing I noticed watching the Raiders uh, game on Monday night was Darren Waller is open on every single play of the game. That guy is unbelievable. Pittsburgh might want to keep an eye on him because he was burning uh, Baltimore all night long. It's a really tough spot for the Raiders. You know, they had the Monday night game, the short week. They went, That game went to overtime. Now they got to go west to east coast, early start, 10 a.m. local time here. It, it's about as tough a scheduling spot as you're going to find in the NFL. And uh, the public is mostly on Pittsburgh in this game. Looks like we're going to need the Raiders. But I don't expect it to be a really big decision for us, Jay, because there's going to be so much money both ways. But uh, I think it's probably going to be the most heavily bet game at 10 a.m. Jay, you're a Bronco fan with me. This or this Raiders team, you didn't go to the game, right, Jay? Just John. You, John, you're the only one that went to the game, right? Uh, yeah, the, I was at the game. Jay, uh, Jay could have gone. Jay could have superseded me and taken my spot. But he, he chose to watch the game at home. Uh, I just want to ask about that experience real quick. How is the stadium just incredible? Do you, you recommend going to, even though it's an awful product, <laughs> as a Raider hater that I am, do I need to go see the stadium wow. at least once? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, uh, here, here's the best review I can give you. I'm going back for the Miami game next weekend. So, oh, yeah, wow. of course. I, I definitely would recommend going. Allegiant Stadium is great. And uh, one of the cool things, too, you, Jay and Brant, you guys would love this as big Bronco fans. Ex-Raider greats came in and introduced themselves where we were sitting and offered to take pictures with us. The Raiders alumni are really trying to get involved. Got to meet Phil Villapiano, which was really cool. Uh, I oh, thought uh, the geez. overall experience was <laughs> great experience. I highly recommend. 
John, I hate to break it to you. Those guys are broke, and they're ushers at the stadium. No. You didn't have to take <laughs> a picture no. with those Raider so. losers. No, I don't think <laughs> what? so. It looked there's like some, a, there's some I, big I, guys, Brent. I don't think if, uh, if they came in while you were sitting there, I don't think you would have called Frosty Rucker a loser. He was a well, pretty big. Trust me, I can't get in the the close seats that you have. I'd have, I've been looking at you from the <laughs> upper deck, but I'm jealous. It looked like a magical place. I just love the energy, and it it was actually a great game. So that was awesome. Let's move on to the next. This is another game I'm kind of curious your thoughts on because I don't know what to think about this Niners team. They looked so great for three quarters and they fell apart. Jay, this Niners-Eagles game looks like, uh, looking at these numbers, looks like the money and the tickets are on the 49ers. What, what are your thoughts on this game? You guys have anything you really need or any leans on this one? Well, as expected, Brent, you can see the money coming in uh, on the 49ers side, which obviously is the favorite side. We did open a three flat and it's now... 49ers are three even. So there's been a little sharp play on the dog here, but as expected, you're going to see a lot of 49er money. And by the time this thing kicks off, we're going to need Philadelphia. Two of the most annoying fan bases to me. John, on this total here, I love betting totals. I'm, I, I, know, I don't know what I'm doing, as you guys can already tell. But I'm just curious on this total. Are the Niners? I thought the Niners supposed to have this great defense. Then they give up all these points to the Lions. Mm-hmm. It looked like maybe the total moved down a little bit. Anything on this total you can help me with? I'm more curious to know if there's any fan base that you don't find annoying, Brent. Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> we did. Uh, we had a, a gentleman came in. I think it was yesterday. We're, we're recording this on Friday. He yeah. bet twenty thousand under fifty. Under 50 in the San Francisco-Philadelphia game. Moved us to 49.5. New player. Don't know much about him. We'll find out this weekend, I guess. But uh, that, that definitely – that's a pretty big bet for a total, even in the NFL. That's a big bet for a total, and we had to respect it. We moved the number down to 49.5. Well, we talked about that last week, John. What was it, the Rams one where you took, you took a mm-hmm. similar big bet on a total and you weren't sure about the guy? I can't remember if that – did that win or lose? It, it did. He bet over 44 and a half and the market went up to 46 and a half. So you're going to keep an eye on a player like that. You don't, you don't want to make sweeping decisions about who a player is based off one bet. I think that would be a big mistake, but we will remember that bet. We'll keep an eye on that guy. And that bet did win. And that's why the Superbook did so poorly on that Rams game. Not because of that one guy's bet, but because the game went Rams and over on Sunday night football. We did not do well on the Sunday night game for sure. That was terrible, <laughs> terrible. I bet. Well, I, I, I love that you – now that just gives me another reason to, to watch the game. But speaking of favorite and over, this Sunday night game, and I don't know if I read the internet wrong or what, but, Jay, I'm looking at the tickets and, and dollars bet, and it says it's 99% Kansas City and 1% on Baltimore for this Sunday night game. Is, is that right? Yes, because the public and the Sharps were on Kansas City. The Sharps were on it really early, laid the two and a half, three, three and a half, now up to four. And I think there's about 99% of the money is actually on the Chiefs at this point. As far as ticket counts, it's right up there as well. 97% of all the tickets are in Kansas City. Really, a- another bad spot, as you know, John mentioned about the Raiders, coming off that uh, – Monday night game, very emotional, goes into overtime, short week for the Ravens. Ravens are still kind of banged up. The Chiefs got by and made a nice comeback against the Browns, but I don't expect that trend to continue as far as the sharp money because they got down early, but the uh, public money is going to continue on the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing goes to four, four and a half, 
but expect some sharp money to come back here and, and uh, hit this thing late and bring it down to three and a half. I believe that would probably be the closing line right there at three and a half. So Jay, as the the head of the sports book, is this something that happens a lot, or, or is, is this something to me? I'm just reading this. I'm like, I can't believe it's that far off. But I always wonder if, like, okay, will Jay actually watch this game, or is this a marathon with you and, and not a sprint? And you just realize this is part of a long, long, even longer season this year. Oh, it's it's definitely a marathon. I mean, I'll I'll definitely watch the game. I, first of all, it's a great matchup, but it's it doesn't happen that often when you have the Sharps and the public on the same side. Because the numbers went through the so-called football numbers, three and four, I would anticipate some sharp money coming back late and kind of balancing books and, and take a shot at that movement. But I won't be throwing things, you know, or anything <laughs> at home. I, I definitely will be, uh, you know, on my couch, you know, maybe shaking my head, you know, depending on who we'll, we'll need the Ravens. And actually, I think the Ravens have a shot here of covering and, may, you know, even winning this game. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a desperate spot for them. You know, nobody wants to open up the season 0-2, but they're really banged up and, and it's just a terrible uh, schedule spot for them. I just love the thought of you throwing stuff. And that makes me want to ask you, John, before we get to this last Monday night game, John, is there one game in particular when you've been working that was a big swing for the book that maybe you did throw something? Or is there one game that will always haunt you of like, that's the game we had and really mm-hmm. killed us? Uh, that's actually an easy question to answer, if you can believe it. It'll always be the Super Bowl, the Atlanta-New England Super Bowl. Uh, we were oh. we were going to win so much on that game. When it was, I think it was, was it 28-3 to Atlanta. We, the game was going to go under. Atlanta was going to win. The props were going to be great because it was kind of a boring game, low-scoring game. And then all of a sudden, New England comes back. The game goes over. All kinds of props cash for the Patriots. Obviously, the Patriots won the game. We got absolutely crushed on the Patriots in-game because people were betting New England at these high money line prices when they were way behind. It was awful. It was all just, right. It was, all right. Can so we just bad. move on to the Lions? <laughs> that'll be, yeah, that'll be the worst one. That'll be the worst <laughs> yeah, one. Ever. I mean, it's never going to be definitely. That's definitely the worst Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry to bring it up. And you know what? Talk about another annoying fan base, those Patriot fans. Uh, all right, let's get to it. You know what? Here's a fan base I like because they're not really relevant. The Detroit Lions <laughs> versus the Packers on Monday Night Football. Hopefully Baltimore wins and the real chase will be on. But, man, what do you guys think? I'll start with you on this one, John. Looks like, again, the money's all over Green Bay. Are they as bad as we saw last week? Or what are your thoughts on this Green Bay-Detroit game? There's no way Green Bay is as bad as they looked on Sunday. The same way that New Orleans can't possibly be that good. You know, you don't want to overreact too much. So far in this game, there's not a lot of action. It's a it's a very weak Monday night game, frankly. I think most of what you're going to get in this game is Moneyline parlays that survive the weekend are going to close with the Packers as the last leg. Green Bay will be a popular survivor play. There was some sharp money earlier in the week, under under 49 and a half and under 48 and a half, put us down to 48 for the total, but a pretty bad game, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of interest in this game. It'll be nothing like last Monday. Last Monday night was a huge handle game for the books in Nevada. I don't see that happening this week. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll get the same shootout, but who knows? Jay, I always wondered, like, is that Monday night the end of the race? Are you... You got to be exhausted by the end of the week. Do you enjoy the Monday night game as like 
maybe a chance to take a breath to get ready for the next week, or it's it just never stops? Well, we usually are in damage control mode on Monday night because it's usually not a good scenario for us. I mean, the only way we're going to win money on this game is if the Lions win outright. I totally agree with John. We, we don't make knee-jerk uh, moves based off of one week. I certainly don't think the Packers uh, are as bad as they showed last week. However, uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting game because of how poorly they played in the first week. I think there's some internal issues there. I'm not sure if those guys are supporting Rodgers at this point in time, which you know can obviously cause some issues on the field. But I think it's going to be in week one. Just how do they you know make it or come out of the gate on Monday night? I mean, you couldn't ask for a, a better gift than the Lions. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game is uh, a little closer. But I do believe these internal issues that the Packers have will resonate for you know the next few weeks at least. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? My first week in the super contest, so much fun. I was so excited. I went three and two. I had Niners, Broncos, Rams. Lost with the stupid. Washington football team and the Patriots. But uh, it was interesting to look at the stats. 42 people went 5-0. and 42 people went 0-5 out of 1,931 entries. I, I just can't believe like the parody of that. That made me laugh this morning. Any thoughts, John, on this first week of the Super Contest? Uh, not really. I mean, that seems about right. The, the number of people that went undefeated, that sounds like a kind of the normal amount. Uh, and and the, the best thing I can tell you is at three and two, you're right where you want to be. Like the, the way you fall apart in this contest is having an 0-5 week. You can't overcome that. As long as you can avoid those 0-5s, the 1-4s, you're going to be fine. You just got to be steady, go three and two every week, and then eventually you'll break through with a couple five and O's, and you'll be right there. We'll be handing you one of those happy Gilmore checks at the end of the season. Yeah, Brent, Let's you know so. if you go three and two every week, you can make a living, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you, you can quit your day job. If you go three and two every week, you can make a pretty decent living, you know, betting on sports. But, you know, we wish you good luck. Hey, I had a question. I, I didn't see. Were, were there any no-shows on week one? Which one I've been, would work? I, I, I've any? been threatened, Brent. I'm sorry. I've been threatened, you know, when, when people don't get their picks in and they blame us for not getting it. You know, information out there where it's posted everywhere. It's posted even on their cards that they, you know, they have in their hands. It's in their wallets. I guarantee you. But I have had some interesting stories, uh, some interesting <laughs> phone calls. Uh, you know, some, you know, enticing offers like step outside. Uh, my favorite guy was the guy. Uh, I always respected this guy. I asked, "How did you not get your picks in?" He said, "Well, I went hiking with my wife and I just forgot." And I just – I always respected that guy because everybody else lies to us. You know, they come up with some ridiculous elaborate story as if it makes any difference. This guy was very honest, but I still told him there was nothing I can do for him. Uh, but he could always uh, – the great thing about the Super Contest now is even if you do go hiking with your wife and you forget to put the picks in, there's a new contest starting in week four. So you'd be fine. Yeah, I good love friend it. Brady. Well, uh, you know, uh, one quick, quick story there, Brent. Our, our good yeah. friend Brady Cannon, who's who's in the sports betting business and is on another network, but uh, he uh, he actually forgot to put his picks in, and he came in here and he kind of pleaded, but he was very understanding. The good thing mm. was the karma was the very next year his team won it. You know, he's uh, been celebrating that for a while, but uh, 
even though you forget, and I've had uh, my, I've had friends call me, hey guy, you know, can, can you do something for me? <laughs> Absolutely not. I have no wiggle room with the super contest. It's mm-hmm. it's ironclad. It's audited by us. It's audited by gaming. We just have no wiggle room. So, but people are getting the message, and I think the with the maturity of the contest and the the, the contestants, you know, people are starting to get that uh, deadline date. There was a gentleman. Oh! Didn't get his selections in. I, uh, yep. I oh no, that got that got past me. That got past me over the weekend. I'd rather not say it on air, but uh, I, I did. I just pulled it up, and there there is one here that I see that no selections. But don't worry, sir. You or sir or ma'am. Uh, week four, a new contest will be started. Week four. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's I'm what's ex- so great about the end season. Yeah, an end season contest this year. So he's got a new fresh start in week four. All right. Well, whoever he is, there's so many. Uh, if you want to root for me, I'm currently 431. There's a the names I love. There's John the Great and Kelly the God and Rob the Best, and then mine is just uh, Brant has gout. So if you want to, <laughs> I was hoping to get a little sympathy from the other players. Like, oh, this poor guy has gout. He needs a million dollars for his wedding. So root for Brant has gout. I don't know what I'm going to pick this week, and I don't have time for the pros because we got big college football Saturday. I know you guys are busy. Before you get out of here. Let me see what you think of these three picks. I, I like three games this week. I'm curious what you guys think. I like Penn State. I like Miami. And even though Florida State blew it the other, I think it was last week, I kind of like Florida State. You guys have any thoughts on those before we get you out of here? Well, well I, I agree with you on Penn State. Sorry, Penn Jay, State. but I, I, yeah. I'm with Brent on Penn State. I think that game sets up for Penn State to, to route Auburn, although that number has come down a little bit. That number was at six and a half. Right now we've got yeah. Penn State – Laying five and a half. Keep an eye on that. But I, I think I, Auburn's. I, I agree with you, John. Auburn's fulls gold. I mean, they scored sixty points in both their games. But uh, I mean, you got to look at the competition. I think Penn State is locked and loaded for this one. All right, Jay. Anything on Miami, Michigan State? Well, I guess it's a good thing because everybody's on Michigan State there, Brent. So being on the Miami side is a, a good thing. Uh, when you have that type of lopsided action on, on uh, any game, it's uh, it doesn't always work out, but uh, I think I would rather be on the side that uh, everybody's avoiding. So being on Miami is probably the right side. Yeah, I want to be on your guys' side. What about this last game, John? Florida State, Wake. Am, am I on the right side, or am I still living in the 80s with this Florida State hype? Hey, hey I, I was at a national championship game in 2013 that Florida State won. That wasn't that long ago, Brent. The Jameis Winston, Dalvin Cook, Florida State team. This team, not going to do that. They're not going to win anything significant, but I, I like them this week. Everybody's abandoning ship after that disastrous loss they had. But keep in mind, they looked pretty good in that, that Labor Day night game against Notre Dame. And I, not, that line opened a little high. It opened like six and a half Florida State. It's down to four and a half. So there is some sharp money on the Seminoles this Saturday against Wake. All right. That's, what I, that's perfect. I'm doing the late 80s parlay of Penn State, Miami, and Florida State. That would have been huge favorites in 1988. We'll see how it goes in uh, 2021. All right, guys. I know you're busy. We'll wrap it up this week. Uh, thank you guys for, for checking in and helping me and, and providing me with some uh, info that I didn't have because I'm a moron. So that's what I love about this podcast. We will, uh, to everybody listening, please subscribe, rate, comment. Make sure to subscribe. New episodes will be dropping every Friday. We'll uh, we'll touch on five games every Friday, and I'll, I'll try to get these guys to help me with my college picks. I'll try to sneak those in, and 
you could see if I'm close to this million dollars or uh, if I'm going to have a very cheap wedding. So, guys, remember, every Sunday you can come watch the games with us live at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Or if you're in Colorado, come to the Superbook at the Lodge Casino. We'll be showing every game live. There will be plenty of alcohol, snacks, and live betting. So come watch the games with us. I will be at the Colorado one. Jay and John will be in Vegas. Come to Westgate and see the boys. And uh, all right, that's it for this week. Uh, we with John Jay. Thanks again. Good luck with everything. Go uh, Ravens, it looks like. And we'll talk to you next Friday. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Yeah.